welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School and the world. Join us as we discuss book studies, additions to our library, and hear about the amazing literacy celebrations that occur throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsay Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley literacy gurus and students as we celebrate literacy together. Welcome to the GV Talks Books Podcast. I'm very excited to share this episode. This episode actually took place in March of 2020, and as we know, that month was when COVID-19 occurred and everything went a little sideways. Unfortunately, because of our quick departure from the building, I was unable to release this episode like I had planned. However, I feel it's important that these students and teachers' voices be heard, even if it's almost a year later. What you are hearing today is an interview with book clubs that were occurring within Miss Berger and Miss Romance sixth grade ELA class. Students were reading different novels within small groups and had shared out that experience and shared their own book reviews. This is the first time we had done a podcast in this format, so we were still learning how to best record. Because of that, you may hear some changes in the audio, for which I apologize. The good news is we were able to learn and it has helped create a better listening experience for you. So without further ado, here are Miss Berger and Mrs. Romance sharing with you the phenomenal literacy experience they provided for their students so you can have a little bit of background. Welcome to GV Talks Books. This is your host, Lindsay Simpson. And we are here to discuss uh, some pretty cool book studies that are happening in our sixth grade classes. So I have some two special guests and I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. So can each one of you kind of tell us who you are and what you do here at Genesee Valley? Well, good afternoon. I am Miss Berger and I teach sixth grade. And I'm Mrs. Romance and I am the special education teacher in sixth grade and I get to co-teach with Miss Berger and Mrs. Fenimore. So in sixth grade ELA, we are starting some book clubs and it is, uh, books clubs are one of those things that can look different in every building, every school, everyone kind of has their own take on it, even different grade levels can look different. But it is something that when I taught fourth grade, I was always scared of because of the amount of work that I thought would go into it. But you did it last year, and I had heard a little bit about it then, and now we're doing it again this year. And it's a model that I think a lot of people could adopt and follow Mm -hmm. that would be very manageable. So thank you both for coming on and sharing a little bit about what you're doing for our listeners. Our pleasure. So... Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you are structuring these clubs within your daily ELA block? You have ELA every day, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. For? An hour. An hour. 60 minutes, yes. All right, yeah. So what does that look like? What's that 60-minute block look like? It is packed full. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it first starts, um, when we're doing the book clubs, it first starts with us reading a mentor text. So we read a couple chapters of a mentor text. In, um, first. In, the, in the mentor text that we have is because of Mr. Terrup, and um, each chapter is a month of the school year of a fifth grade classroom with, I believe, seven perspectives. Yep. So yep. each 
um, like section of the chapter is like the uh, seven perspectives of these fifth grade students so the children can really relate to them as we are reading it. This was just thinking about hearing about it. That sounds like a, a good book, number one, and a book that sixth graders would really get into. <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of humor too but and serious topics, but the humor helps also. Great. So we have this mentor text. Yep, so we read the mentor text, um, and then we have a little conversation about it, but we also have a focus lesson after the mentor text, after we read for the day. So then we teach our mini lesson, and after the mini lesson, we either will have the students independently um, do a journal entry based off of that mini lesson that we just taught, but it's based off of their own independent books in their book club, or we'll give them a different journal topic to write about, and you know, they write three to five sentences. And then once they finish their journal topic, then we have them break into their own groups, into their book clubs. And then at that point, they can use their journal prompt to help them start their conversation. Or they could, you know, talk about something else that was interesting to them that they read about the night before. Um, so then they have a little bit of time to, to talk about, you know, main events and characters and problems and, you know, things that were going on in the book. Um, then they set their pages and then they break off to do a little independent reading. And I was gonna to say too, with the prompts, we, we introduced that also because when we started this last year, we noticed that the children really didn't know how to have a conversation about their book. They right. just kind of first started sitting there and then they would kind of get off topic a little bit at first. So we thought the prompt would help them lead in their conversation and give, and they could take their journal right with them with the club, so in the club, so they could help them. And also I want to add too, and when they are independent reading, we are also modeling reading in our classroom. So, and usually they get to independent read maybe 10 minutes at the end. Yeah. It kind of varies from class to class. So there's a few different things that stand out to me from this model that I really love. Uh, first, that the mentor text is different than the, the books that they're reading within their clubs. And then that you're using that mentor text to teach whatever skill that you're working yeah. on. So for some of our, our listeners that may not be part of the education world, can you give a one example of what one of those skills might be or, or one of those t lesson topics? Well, some of the skills that we did go or we have even gone over is like point of view. Um, we talk really deep about the theory of a character. They have to like find evidence and really Dig, dig deeper and to figure out why characters act the way they do and kind of there's theory of maybe why they're acting. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times then we would figure out if that theory is correct and sometimes we're not right, you know. Right. Right, so that really like hones in on the inferencing skills. Mm -hmm. That's kind of challenging for many kiddos to do. So, you know, we kind of come up with like this big idea and then we add our thinking behind it. So then that's a skill that they can then apply to their own books. Like they can pick their own character and do the same sort of work with a book that they're reading right independently and then also our always our favorite is theme we always touch on that and it's <laughs> um, so you'll have the characters change reoccurring skills <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it seems to you know i i go i i have the pleasure of going into all, all the grade levels pre-k through 12 and I think every grade level I go into, they're talking about theme as if it was the first, first time <laughs> the kids have heard it. <laughs> so Absolutely. good good job fighting yes, that good fight. Yes. <laughs> theme. Oh, gotta love theme. And the skill that we're actually doing tomorrow is influences on a character of like just different setting and different mm -hmm. things that are happening. Yeah, so like there. what's causing the character to act the way they do? Like what sort of things are happening in the character's life that mm -hmm. causes them to behave the way that they do? 
which I'm sure is so, relatable for some of our students too, to start doing some self-reflection and think about our choices is. and why we act the way we do, mm -hmm. whether it's positive or negative. Yep. Those are some great self-connections that can be made. Yeah, and actually this mentor text that we're reading right now has a lot of connections that the kiddos can make because we just did a, um, a lesson on life issues. And so we kind of brainstormed a list of what some life issues were that I don't know as if the students recognized that they were life issues, such as like poverty and death and disabilities and abandonment and homelessness and those sorts of things um, fitting in with their friends, like peer groups. I don't know as if they realized that those were life issues. So we were able to pull out some of those things with them and then they were able to see like, oh, that does relate to me. I've experienced the same thing. So then that also leads into them being able to empathize with the characters too. So there's a lot going on. Right. And that's, that was the other thing that stood out with, to me when you were describing the model that I liked is how many other skills besides ELA skills are built into this mm -hmm. model. When you think about your, you know, our social emotional skills and being able to um, monitor ourselves and making these connections with characters in the book, you know, emphasize with empathy and things like that. Um, but also when you mentioned that you brought in the prompts because the students didn't know last year, they didn't have the skills to mm -hmm. have a conversation about the book. Um, those skills aren't something that we're born with. If you've never been part of a book club, you might not know how to sit with your peers and discuss a book in an educational way mm -hmm. other than, I like this book. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I think we noticed last year is that when they were, like they started out by like writing post-its last year, but when they would get in their book clubs, they would just basically do a retell of what they read last night. Right. And then we kind of wanted them to dig a little deeper. Right, because like, if everyone's done what they're supposed to do, everybody had read the book. <laughs> so right. we don't so, need to redo a retell. Exactly. We need to dig a little bit deeper and talk about like character changes and some bigger things like, oh, I was surprised when this happened, or I can't believe you know, the character didn't do this, or... We, we ended on a cliffhanger last night. I can't, you know, let's predict what's going to happen next. So they didn't really have those skills last year mm -hmm. because they just didn't know how to talk about a book. Great. So now this year, giving them the prompts, I think, has helped kind of guide them a little bit more. I love it. And we just do, like, little simple reminders of, like, just simple grammar as they're writing daily. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, that's right. You know, simple things we can just kind of, if we're seeing as we walk around and that's helped also. Yeah, and that was the last thing that, that stood out with, to me was the application of skill, whether it's a speaking skill, whether it's a writing skill in their journal, um, you know, these, these things that you're discussing and that you're applying within these book clubs are things that we want to be reinforcing all the time, mm -hmm. uh, including independent reading. And as sad as it is, with a lot of our standards and the things that we're changing, the things that we have to address, we still only have so many hours of school day. So I thought this was a really creative way to make sure that our students are still having the opportunity to independently read mm -hmm. um, and enjoy a novel because that, that had gone away and then in the new ELA standards they highlighted the importance of it. Yes. Who would have thunk? The lifelong readers. And I was telling Karen just the other day, um, I have one study hall, and they have to read for a certain amount of time for each study hall. And I can tell that now they've, like, maybe they chose a book that they didn't, their clubs didn't get to pick. They're reading those. It's much more, it's not, you know, oh, do I have to read? It's like, okay, can I have this book? Can I sign it out? And I can see the interest mm -hmm. strengthening. That's awesome. 
So when we, we look at this book club, you've got different groups, and we mentioned already that the groups are reading a different book than the mentor text. Is each group reading the same novel, or are, do, were they have had an opportunity to choose different novels? We had a lot for them to choose from. So what do we have, six different, five or six different groups mm -hmm. within a class? And a club is like three students. Okay. Three students. So. Yeah. And so they each got, each club is reading their own book amongst the three of them. So there's six different books going on right now in the classroom altogether. And how did you make that book selection? So after we put them into their clubs, they had like a book tasting. And each group had about 11 or 12 choices of books. So it wasn't just like, you know, here's your two choices, pick one or the other. And we told them we knew that, you know, they might not all agree on the mm -hmm. same one, but we gave them paper. And after they had to look at them, they had to make their top three choices. So then if some groups um, wanted the same yeah. book, we could make sure. And when we told them when we gave them the book, is to talk about the book, look at the cover, look at the back, if there's a summary, open the book, you know, maybe read the first page, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, and to see what your top three would be. And then we looked at the sheets and it made, and really everyone got almost their first choice except one, one group. And then they were so excited about the other group, they, their book that they got, so mm -hmm. that was fine. And there was this one group though that had for their top choice a book that I wasn't quite sure if it would if they would really enjoy it like they would another one so i let them i gave it to them i'm like you know use this time read the first chapter if you guys want to stick with it that's fine if you kind of want to <laughs> drop it and go to another one that we could recommend that mrs romance recommended uh we'll do that they read the first chapter and it was dropped which was okay and then they absolutely loved the one that they have so it Which was a good a great fit. example of, of classroom flexibility right yes. sometimes you have to be one it's a great example too of how well you know your students mm -hmm. because I'm sure that book is a good book but maybe just not what you know those kids are going to enjoy them. yes just not not their cup of tea um you know some people like romance some people like thriller and yep. you know what you're not gonna like so yeah great example of how we can make sure that we're flexible and we're uh, modeling that flexibility and allowing our students to have those choices. And the one thing I did want to mention that with the 11 choices per group, it does take a little bit of work, but I could <laughs> tell from just from last year and having this be our second year, is we went to area libraries, we mm -hmm. asked for area teachers, we have been collecting books throughout the year, knowing that, you know, anticipation mm -hmm. there. Um, to build up our own library so they have the choices and to keep current like with the new books coming out and right so and if you were on, and i want to add to that another resource you know uh, miss berger mentioned going to your school library or area library buying from other teachers but if you are in the um cataraugus allegheny region where we are you can also go to the teacher center uh the western new york teacher center or the, I'm sorry, the Cataraugus Allegheny Teacher Center, because they have funding that you can apply for to order books as Ooh. well for your class. So um, that could be a resource for the future and for any That's listeners wonderful. who are looking for funding for books. Um, it's a very simple mm -hmm. application process that you fill out. Um, you let them know what you're using the book for. And that's for classroom um classroom use but also if you as a teacher group want to do a book study 
as teachers, you can buy books through them for that too. Wonderful. So just another resource to put in mm -hmm. your back pocket. Mm -hmm. So what were the books that you had available for students? Can you give some examples of those? Yeah, we had quite a bit. We wanted to make sure that we first kind of took um, some of our harder to reach students interest into consideration. So we, we had to make sure that we got some sports related books and a variety. So we have books that are baseball, basketball, football. I think we had all, all of mm -hmm. those ones. And then we also had some other, um, and this unit actually I should say is realistic fiction that we're doing. So all the books had to be realistic fiction. In every club you pick a different genre. So our next one will probably be or historical, historical fiction. Historical fiction. Okay. So. Um, so then we also had, so some of our book titles were um, Force Out, The Big Game, Heat. We also had Hoot, um, Walk Two Moons, Freak the Mighty. The Westing Game, Restart, Gary Paulson's Lawn Boy. Yep, <laughs> Great Gilly Hopkins. Ringer, one of my favorites. Love that book. Mm -hmm. And Under the Clouds, this was a new one. This was a new Scholastic one that came out and a group of girls picked that one and they seemed to be enjoying that. Yeah, we had Winn-Dixie, Lemonade War, Stargirl, Loser. We had quite a selection for them to choose from. And it sounds like a nice selection of um, books that are newer releases mm -hmm. and books that have been around for a little while. Yes. So that that's nice too, to, to hear that they can have access to some of these newer released books. And a lot of the books have um, characters in it that the students can relate to. Mm -hmm. So they have, I mean, all the, the characters are all within like a, the similar age range as our students are. So that makes it easier and they're like, oh yeah, they can kind of put themselves into that situation and and I think get more get pulled into the book a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I do have several students that are very excited about the historical fiction next, so. <laughs> Good to know, right, we all have our genre. Yep, yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. So one of my fears when I was a, a classroom teacher was how am I going to know that my students are actually reading the book? Uh, especially if all the groups have a different book because let's be realistic, I'm probably not going to read 11 novels ahead of time really? and know them <laughs> no. front and, to back and all the details. And, and you shouldn't have to read that many novels ahead of time. So how do you do that? How do you tackle that? So it's really funny that you asked that question because when we first talked about doing book clubs, that was the question that Miss Berger asked me too. Was I think that was my first one. You, how do you know that they're really reading? Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, the best answer I can give you is you just know. You do. And, and that's what I said to Ms. Berger. I'm like, you just know. And she's I'm like, like, okay, we'll see. Yep. She's like, mm -hmm, I'm not so sure about that. But you <laughs> So do. is she telling the truth? Yes. 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 Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. She is. Yeah. <laughs> you just know. Um, when, if the, they don't even know the main character's name, they, they're not reading the book. If they can't tell you one thing that's happened in the book, you know they're not reading. But a lot of times they can tell you or if they don't remember they might be like um I need to look at my book and they'll go back and flip through kind of skim and then it'll jog their memory and they'll be able to tell you a little bit more right um you do you just know and, and if they open the book and it has that new like never <laughs> yeah. been opened crinkled you definitely <laughs> you know. know you definitely know and what we ask them also too is when they're writing the prompts um there's been a couple situations I'm like if you don't read be honest tell us mm -hmm. that you didn't read and Tell us why. 
you know, don't waste lead and make up things. And really they have, <laughs> they have all been like, I didn't read. I left my one with over break. I left my book yep. there. Isn't then they, then they've gotten caught up the next day. You know, there's, I mean, I'm not going to say everyone has read every, there has been a couple situations. But well, I don't think we have any students who are not legitimately reading. Like they may not have read last night's reading, mm -hmm. but they are reading something. They're reading more than what they've read prior. Right, so they so, might not be on the anticipated schedule, but they right. are reading the book. Correct. Yes. And again, you know, you you always want students to be doing the assignments as assigned. We know. But when you think about reality, I'm running a book study now, mm -hmm. and I, I participate in book studies all the time, and it's very infrequent that I'm on schedule with the with the assigned readings but I am reading I'm getting something out of it mm -hmm. so that's a great mindset to have yeah. as the facilitators and we tell the people we tell the children also that when they're setting pages some of the pages it might not the pages that you can read may not be the same pages that the other person can read you know to yeah. the point to the point <laughs> right, right you know what I mean so you have to take that in consideration and try to set pages that will work for all of them you know right. like I said I cannot read you know 50 pages I said no I said, don't set yourself up for failure. Like, set up, you have set yourself up for success. And, you know, yeah. I can read 10 pages tonight. Okay, set her up there. And it's so funny when the first time we set pages, they're like, oh, I'm going to read, you know, 55. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's great, but let's be real. And they're like, oh, I only read 10, you know. <laughs> so I went around in the first few days, like, I went around, checked the pages if it was... I had a feeling it may not work. Then they they're like, oh, okay. Number. Like, oh, let's just try it. And then if you can, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, 15 was fine. I'm like, that's what I thought. they fine. Good to know. So we've, yeah. we've really talked about this year compared to last year already. Um, so we know that you've done this before. Um, you know, the, the structure has changed a little bit. Um, Mr. Romance, you mentioned that there was post-its in the past, and now that you're, you're doing prompts. Mm -hmm. Has anything else changed between last year and this year because we all know that the first time you try something you're bound to learn at least one thing that didn't go exactly as planned <laughs> you really had one no i'm, I'm kidding just, <laughs> it, it went pretty perfect the first time we did it no. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know you guys are good but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well one of the very first things that we learned was that they do not need to meet in their book clubs every single day to have a discussion and that's because they don't have enough to have a discussion about when they're only reading 15 to 20 pages a night. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say only reading, but like there's only so much that can happen in 15 to 20 pages. Right. And so it's not enough for them to have a, to have to have that need for a conversation every day. So we now ha let them meet in their clubs to actually have a conversation mm, three times a week maybe. Mm -hmm. and, we, and I don't think we mentioned this either. When they meet in their club, it's five minutes. This is not a huge long time. So I put the classroom timer on. They have five minutes. After that five minutes, they set their pages. Takes them yep. maybe 30 seconds, and then we go on. You know, it's it's not a whole long, uh, you think. They're just right. sitting there, you know, not on task. It's direct. They have their point, and then. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, last year we gave them, I don't know, 10 to 12 minutes. At first. And it was way too much time. And they were off task talking about everything and anything under the sun except the book. So <laughs> we're like, mm, I think that's too much time. So we've definitely cut back the time quite a bit, and then we also instruct them when it's time to assign pages so that that's not the first thing they're going to. Um, when they're in their club, something that we wanted to talk about too is that they have a recording sheet that they have to 
fill out every day. So they switched roles. So every day there's a new leader, or every time they meet, there's a new leader um, who actually is accountable for, like, going through, did you read last night? And they do a plus or minus. And they hold everyone, whoever's the leader, they hold the rest of their group accountable. So they'll be honest. And then they have to put a plus or minus if they contributed to the discussion that day. So they can do plus or minus and then put in the assigned pages at the end. So that's something we can go back and look at and see, well, was everyone participating? I mean, obviously we monitor the room too, so we know, but. Right, but again, it's, it's nice to put that in the students' hands mm -hmm. and create those leadership skills and have everyone have the ability to practice those leadership yep. skills. And last year when we did our first one, we gave them a survey of likes, dislikes, thing. Yep. And the post-its were the first thing to go. They <laughs> like the daily post-its, and I, I kind of like the post-its, but they said, you know, enough of the post-its. <laughs> but, but they were. They were all over the page of the room, you know. So we did get rid of the post-its, which they were happy about. So, and then we continued not having them. So that was one. That's All right. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm going to throw this in there as, as we can kind of conclude the episode a little bit and finish this up. Do you have anything planned for the end? You know, when they have the books all finished? You know, we had all these different books around the room. Will they have an opportunity to share with other groups? Yeah, Is there a project? What goes on at the end of this book club? So I'm going to tell you. Probably not talking books. <laughs> yeah. So what we came up with is in previous years they've done you know several flip grids, and we thought like last they might need a little change. Some of them were got a little nervous about mm -hmm. you know recording. So I know some people just don't like their face, face on a recording. Yeah, that'd be yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so they we went to the Puppet Edu where they have the voiceover. They can talk. They can prepare, but it's not recording them talking, and then they just feel better about mm -hmm. it. They just you know like many of us do, and so we have different. Um, requirements for the Puppet EDU. There's voiceovers, there's images that they have to put in. Yep. So it's kind of like a little slide. Is it called a slideshow? They have yeah, slideshow a little bit. And then we just mirror in the room and they all present and ask questions. And again, it's, I mean, they're not presenting right in front of the class, but their voiceover is everything. It's a presentation using technology. Love it. So, very yeah. cool. Yeah, that worked really well last year when we did that. So we're going to give it a try, and hopefully it goes just as well this year. Hopefully, cross our fingers. And one of the requirements is theme. So they have to have theme, theme. in yeah. Puppet Keep hitting that theme. And then at each end of the each um, book club, we'll have a different activity at the end using technology. Awesome. As the tech integrator for the building. There you go. I appreciate that. <laughs> and we're hoping green screen for the next one. Woo! So. I'm excited for that. Well, thank you both for coming on and sharing this experience. Is there anything else that, that we missed that you think the listeners would be uh, wanting to hear about? or No, but if anyone ever has any questions, we'd be more than happy to, you know, talk it over. I mean, will we change things by next year? Absolutely. Yep. You know, every year will be a changing and, you know, different classes could change also. Yeah, right, as it should be, right? It's going to change mm -hmm. with the different groups of kids that you have. So thank you all for joining us at this episode. And this episode is pretty special because it's actually going to kick off um, a series. So earlier in our podcast archive, if you've been with us for a while or if you've been following on our radio station, um, the Angelica radio station, you have heard that we did a series earlier in the year with the one and only Ivan. So this is our kickoff episode for the sixth grade book club series. 
So we will be continuing to do episodes with the students um, to highlight some of the groups that are reading books. Those who are interested in sharing out what they've been reading will come on and we'll have episodes for, for them specifically. So if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more from the students themselves, please keep an ear out, whether it be through our Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of your other favorite podcast platforms, or Thursday afternoons at 4.30 on the Angelica radio station. I also wanted to share out some of our upcoming events because it is a fun reading month already at the beginning of March. We have our Literacy Night coming up this Thursday from 5.30 to 7. Um, and sixth graders will have a special opportunity in the LGI room. Um, they just have to be signed in and out by a parent at the beginning and the end of the evening. However, there will be some really great Literacy and STEAM activities available for them. So we hope to see you at Literacy Night. And we also have our book fair in our media lab. It is back. It is beautiful. Very, very fun things in there. I walked around in awe today at all of amazing books. And that will be open Literacy Night as well, as well as during the school day. So again, we hope to see you at Literacy Night this Thursday from 5.30 to 7. And we hope to have you uh, be listening to future episodes to hear from our sixth graders as they explore these book clubs. So thank you, and we hope to have you back soon. From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us in this episode of GV Talks Books. And to remind you that the journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page. Thank you.